Hello and welcome to another Game and Watch It. Today we are discussing Apple, Sony, Nintendo, and Pokemon. We're also going to talk about our cult favorites in this episode of Game and Watch It. Joining me as always is my close friend Polly. Hello! And my BFF. Hey! What's the difference? Be be best friend forever? Uh, my older friend RZ. <laughs> Hi! Hi RZ, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. well. I am well. That's good. Um, I heard that we played the exact same game last week together and we didn't we did. know it and we, we both did. finished it. Yeah, it's about time that I finally, after getting the uh, Humble Nintendo bundle, finally played uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, 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 I got started with that a few months ago. We paid that game for a dollar. Yeah. Oh my god, what a great game. I played, I, I bought the one on Game Boy Advance, or Game Boy Color. Yeah. I bought the one on the DS, and I wasn't able to finish the best. They just didn't hook me. The you actually had them back on those previous systems? No, 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 I, it was all through virtual console. Oh, okay. But this one, I, I finished from start to finish, and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did you play it on the Wii U or the 3DS? This is, oh, it's also on the Wii U. I did the Wii U. You did the Wii U? I did. I did the 3DS. Oh, I was wow. going to say, I, I feel like it's a better experience on the Wii U. To me, it seems like more of a sit down on the couch, play like an awesome, wicked, Metroidvania-esque style like platformer. Well, not really. This port, I, I find it's better for the portable because it's episodic. It's, it's, I wouldn't say episodic, but it's, 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 uh, it's set up in stages, which it, always, it wasn't like that to begin with. It was more of just like one big open world. Where this one has different islands, and they're basically different stages or mini worlds that you explore within them. So it's a lot more bite-sized than uh, than it used to be. So I think it works better on the portable system. Hmm. But I don't even know why I picked to do it on the Wii U. It just seemed like the natural thing to do. Um, oh yeah. my god! It just yeah, it was like so. It was a whole lot of fun. I guess I just you know what I've been playing with 3ds lately. And I hadn't used my Wii U in forever. When I got the bundle, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna play this on the Wii U. Okay, some balance, some Nintendo balance and love. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, what about those boobies? Oh my God! Perfectly round and prominent on every woman. You, you have to see it on the 3DS. Like they actually stick out. The boobs actually stick out <laughs> on. Like it is just such a perverted game. <laughs> what? Well, then I definitely missed out by downloading on the Wii U. Yeah, you're missing out on 3D boobies, mm -hmm. and they're. Yeah, a lot of boobies in that game. A Every girl is just smoking like 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think they're like physically impossibly proportioned, yeah. probably. And the dudes too, the zombie guy, they're all like buff and ripped and also just as sexy. Hmm. Well, at least they cover both sides. Yeah, I agree. Did you like the game? Mm-hmm. That yeah, was really good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I like the variety of play. Like even uh, different stages seem to have different um, feels to them. Like there's... I mean, the sluttiest stage was the stealth stage, where all the all the female characters are wearing those like costumes. Yeah, they really stripped them down and, yep. and, and yeah, stole the, them. And the little princess Leia outfits. Yeah, and uh, it was lots of I even like I like the little humor in the game. Like when you meet the guy and you're supposed to cure him of his or cure his wife of petrification. Yes. Then you're petrifying him, and then because of the weight, they both stone, you just fall through the floor. That's no, really I, funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is area. funny. Yeah. But there was that, there was the whole, uh, 
What was it? The gigantic dragon head? Oh, yeah. That like, comes out of the waterfall and, and fills that Did pool. The girls go, Yeah, I told you. I, was, oh, I started it a few months so ago. We all played it. Yeah. yeah. Did you finish it? No, I haven't finished yeah, it yet. It doesn't sound like you finished it. No, no. I, I played maybe the first like hour, hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. it's great. The music. Oh, man. The music. Yeah. That like that main theme. It's like Indian and it's got a little bit of like electronic. It's, it's, like, it's got like the Arabian theme. Kind of yeah. Good yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. The same composer as Shuffle Knight. Pretty sure. Oh. That would not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. Shovel Knight also has a great sound. Oh, incredible game. Yeah, way like forward. Nouveau retro uh, platforming style. Yeah, what, what else are you guys playing, Polly? Right now, actually, you know what? Honestly, nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've kind of taken a break from, uh, from gaming because I haven't really been at home for the past little while. Yeah, we're busy people now. Yeah, so it's it's been rough. I've been doing a fair bit of Pokemon Go as per usual. Uh, started Pokemon Blue because I beat Red. Come on, the game I wanted to like. Pokemon Blue, you just beat Red. I wanted to beat the game again, but with a different team. Don't you think you should like play something else? Well, no, it's easy to like pick up and go. Okay, okay. Because I play 3DS, right, and I don't have Shantae on it, so it wasn't really helping me that much. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, cool. You guys ready to play a game? Sure. Or right, you have something else to say. Yeah, I was. Uh, I've been playing Zero Mission actually. Uh, awesome. You played you play, you're playing more than one game, and, and well, I beat Shantae and, and another Metroidvania uh, game to boot. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't consider Shantae Metroidvania. It's maybe loosely, but there's a much Polly, more focus no on farting. the. Uh, it, it, I, 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 I didn't fart and burped, but it was terrible. Okay, back to Zero Mission. I don't feel like talking about it. You have to. <laughs> I don't feel like talking about it. No, it's a lot of fun. It's very. Um, well, I mean, it's. Metroid, what can I say? Like it, it is the original yeah. Metroid. Yeah. So is it the same layout as the original game? Almost to a T. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I kind of wish there was more bosses. It's a very short game. It's an NES game. Yeah, yeah. NES games weren't that big back in the day. Think about like Legend of Zelda. But I think they added on extra parts, though. They, they did. They added the Zero uh, mission. Or okay. the, the Zero Suit Sandwich mission. Yeah. yeah. At, at the end. So okay, yeah. I haven't gone that far yeah. yet. Yeah. And the bosses were remade. They're like... Ginormous bosses in that yeah. game. Like some of this stuff was remade, but for the most part, it was strictly like a, a close, yeah. a close. Well, it's, got, it's got everything there. All the standard uh, Metroid fair, even the standard Metroid bosses, Kraid and Ridley. Yeah, beautiful game too. You yeah. play, you're playing on the on the on the on the TV, so it's blown out. On uh, the TV, I'm still playing on the um, gamepad on the surfboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the uh, on the Wii U. It is, it, it is very weird playing GBA games on that. Just yeah, why the hell is Nintendo releasing GBA games on the Wii U? I know they're trying to be like avant-garde and like... It's just very Full of surprises. Yeah, it just doesn't do it. Like, well. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's nice to play on a slightly bigger screen than my 3DS, but... Yeah, um, yeah it's very, very... Uh, I can't describe it other than just it's very spritey. You can kind of see in between... The it's the I, played, I, I recently played it this year. I replayed it on my uh, GBA SP and... And like, just the graphics were phenomenal. I wouldn't call it Sprite yet. I'd call it really, really nice. Yeah. Better than Super Metroid, in my opinion. In really? Of, just in terms of the animations and the way she breathes and the way you go over a save point and like different different things are moving. It just it's much more fully animated. Yeah, yeah. And it's much more modern day with the sprite work, which is good though because I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. When certain games are made in. 2D and not in like that 2.5D, like proper illustrated. Full sprite work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, those games always kind of capture my heart. Actually, funny that you bring up Metroid. I, uh, for the first time in a while, actually have a PC. 
You're not playing the remake, are you? Uh-huh. How'd you get it? I thought they took it off the internet. Yeah, the torrents are a wonderful thing. Oh my god. Yeah. So, I figured it's free anyways, and Nintendo obviously doesn't want anybody to have so it. So you haven't played it. I just started it. It is phenomenal. From what I've played. I've only played like half an hour so far, so it's a very, very early impression, but... Are they ripping the sprites from the Zero Mission? It seems like they're ripping the sprites from Super Metroid. Ooh, interesting choice. Yeah. It, there are certain things that make it seem like a fan game. Whenever you fire the blaster, it looks very PC. I don't understand. I don't like that. You, you, know, you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking stick about. To, stick, to, stick to your resource, uh, your source material. Yeah, well, they so have they to build it the ground up. Yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that PC. Like, just keep the same art style, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to see that in, in... Well, maybe you will. I don't know. Either way... It's oh, time to play a game! This is the music game which we, uh, we uh, featured last week as a full-fledged game, but we're going to turn this into a little bite-sized session every week. And uh, we're going we're gonna to have uh, about 10 songs, and you guys... If you guys know the game the song is from, you, you say it out loud and you get a point. Uh, the winner of of this cha- uh, of this game will get to pick the middle song or the break song uh, during our break, halfway through our podcast. So uh, whoever wins, start thinking of a song. Last week's song was um, uh, Sonic. Live and learn. Live and learn. God, that song is If you want to listen to, go back to our, our previous podcast and get to the halfway point if you can make it and uh, you can hear it. You better hope I don't win again. You don't okay, win so. It's going to be live and learn. Let's, <laughs> let's start. So, our first song of the night is going to be. Scott Pilgrim! Yeah. Ding ding ding! Polly gets it! Scott Pilgrim! Yeah! One point by Adamaguchi, another a fantastic band. Oh, love them. Well, it used to love them. Okay, this one's a little obscure, but uh, just name the series. I don't need a specific uh, a name or a specific uh, game title. Here we go. I have nothing. Wait, is this Shantae? It is not. Ryan, uh, it's your turn to guess. Pilot Wings? No, this game is Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Oh. oh. oh There's a lot of music in that game. The same composer who did Kingdom Hearts and all the other games that that girl composes. A very renowned composer. Huh. I think uh, she also did Super Mario RPG. Did not. she? Did she also do that terrible Little Mermaid? I <laughs> <laughs> love do garbage. Do that feels like something we should. No, that's no. 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 Someone can look it up, but maybe after the game, <laughs> I'll insert it later. No, I won't. Next song is Ghost and Goblins. Ghost and Goblins. One point for Raya, RZ. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next song is... Professor Layton? Yes! Damn it! That was such a shot in the dark. God damn it! That was such a shot in the dark. Professor Layton is a very unique sound I've never played a Professor Layton game before. Why not? I don't know. Remember I kind of missed the majority of the DS era. 
Okay, there's one, there's, there's, there's uh, some for um, the 3DS, and it's like a new trilogy. It's kind of like um, Star Wars episode one, two, and three. You know what so happens? The with shitty ones. <laughs> you know what? I'm just talking about the order. They're you know what happens when you give me puzzles, though? I know, yeah. You, you puzzles are bad for you me. You can't stop them. Next. In the face of his well-meaning behavior. <laughs> Try another end. Damn it! <laughs> you piece of shit. It's increasingly bitter. Can we just hear more of this? Yeah, let's see. I was a child. I have like five minutes of this. Mother's was something to prove. I'd check on my shoulder. God, I can feel my bowels twisting. I, I feel like my dick turned into a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that thing when I wiggle my toes and I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> Okay, let's just let's just quit it and let's get to the next Lady. song. <laughs> Lady. Oh, I didn't this I actually heard. Oh yeah, 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 same. Seconds. Earthbound. That is Animal Crossing. Damn it! Oh. Yeah. This one's gonna be a quick one. <laughs> Yoshi's Island! Yes, <laughs> Yoshi's Island. Back of the door! This one's gonna be a quick one too. Oh shit. Oh my god. The weed starting theme. No, 3DS starting thing! God damn it! Right? Super Mario World? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is it's a starting, it's a starting theme for console. Wait. None of you guys get it. It's, it's the Game Boy Advance start. There it is! I knew it was a console startup. Okay. Next! The Spear Tracks. No, Polly? Oh. Oh my god! Bye. This is tearing me up in Four, three, two, yeah, I'm done. One. I don't know what it is. Ready for adventure! Captain Toad's treasure tracker! Uh, okay, Ryan, you're in the lead. The two songs left, can you hold it? Nope. Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Adventures. The game is tied. The game is officially tied, and we don't have any more songs. But I'm gonna find one. <laughs> the worst possible thing. Of course it happens. We're gonna. We're Maybe gonna, we should agree to do live and learn. No, 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 no. I will compromise. With no, you. no, no. We're gonna break the city escape or escape the city or whatever. Escape from the city. Escape from the city. All right. Oh, you we've come to a good conclusion. Another Sonic song? A Sonic yeah. Adventure 2. Oh, God. So that is what you'll be hearing in the break song. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. There's been so much news. We had a Nintendo Direct last week. A new Pokemon trailer. Mm-hmm. A Sony press conference today. Which I still haven't watched. 
an, an Apple press conference today, which is really important towards this press. So okay, I, I haven't I haven't looked up any news on this Apple press conference, but what? I have no idea know? what it could do with gaming. Do you know who appeared on stage beside the president of Apple, Tim Cook? If you say Shigeru Miyamoto, Miyamoto, I am gonna shit my pants. Shigeru Miyamoto was at was <laughs> beside Tim Cook. In this Apple press conference, I was at work watching it on my iPhone, just kind of like casually in the background. You gotta be kidding me. I hear the Super Mario Brothers theme song. I got fucking whiplash between my head to the right where my iPhone was. And there was Shigeru Miyamoto, Bill Trennan, Tim Cook announcing a new Mario Brothers game for iOS. Oh, okay. So it's part of the new... The new whatever. What the hell is that company? Dina. 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 Yeah. So, so uh, Dina is uh, they have a they have a contract with Nintendo. Uh, each company has bought stocks with each other, so they're basically intertwined with each other. Is this game exclusive on iOS? Uh, no, no. Tim Cook said they uh, pulled a classic Xbox, and and Sony saying we have it first. Oh. This is so sleazy, but I cannot stand that shit. <laughs> so Android will be getting it, but but iOS is getting it first. So for the first few months, maybe first month. Okay. It's, it's, it's a holiday title, so it's Nintendo's answer because they really don't have anything. How do you have a holiday mobile title though? Like, is it's, it's, making money, it's making money at holidays. Hundred percent. It's a Mario title. People are gonna get it. It's gonna have just as big of a reach, maybe slightly smaller. So as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw Miyamoto, my excitement kind of dropped after seeing the game. It is. A, it, it's called Super Mario Run. It is another. <laughs> it is another runner in the style of Polly, your favorite style, New Super Mario Brothers oh, style. Fuck me! God damn it! So there, there's there's three different modes. They 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 touch upon the first one. Um, it's basically just a run. You're you're running, getting to the goal. The second one is a ghost mode. Uh, like in Mario Kart, where you could download people's ghosts and you could race against them. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they're doing what like Raymond did with the Raymond Runner game. Exactly, but you okay. compete against your friends and stuff. And the third mode, which is they didn't show off, it says you can create your own Mushroom Kingdom using the coins and toads collected in, in, in the first two modes. So it's all the most generic mobile game tropes with a Mario skin it over really, it. It really sounds like that. Did you, did you say something about microtransactions? Is there, some, is there a button you can press where you invade other people's Mario? <laughs> it, 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 it is a free-to-play game with in-app purchases. Um, the only the only cool thing I did see is Mario was doing shit I've never seen before. He was somersaulting. He was doing mid-air t- mid-air twists, which he does. He does all of those things. Yeah. Uh, he was doing lead lead grabs, but in, in a two D style. He was, and doing, he was doing, doing kick flips. He was doing kick flips off shells and parkouring over pipes. So it was actually pretty cool to see him do these interesting, uh, these new moves we've never seen seen before. But at the end of the day, it's a very familiar-looking uh, mobile game. Okay, well, look, I'm probably going to play it. I'm still not happy about the whole new Super Mario Brothers aesthetic. I, I just, I want them to do something new. I want them, when they make a new Mario game that is 2D, to do something new. They don't need this new Super Mario Brothers that they've been, like, beating with a stick... For the past, what, 10 years now, I think? Yeah, it was the 10th year anniversary after. Yeah, so, exactly. That's, I, I just, I want something like I was telling you, like I was saying before, something that's like fully uh, 2D. 
None of this 2.5D crap. Sprite I want, like, you want illustration. Like, like, I want it to be... Like Rayman. Like Rayman Exactly. Legends. Rayman Origins. Uh, would you rather see sprite work, or do you want to see hand-drawn cell work? Mm, no, no, hand-drawn cell work. So okay. you're saying basically what you're looking for is a 2D platformer with a distinctive art style? Yes. It's a different art style. Well, that's what Mario always really was, right? Every single Mario game changed its aesthetic from one to three. We never really got the Mario two Mario's not really known for that. Zelda is more known for changing its art styles drastically. Mario just changed well, everything. Well, everything up until 64 was all very different. Look at the difference between one, three, world, and 64. And then even 64 to Sunshine was incredibly different. But it's not like you're changing. Mirror's always had that same... Yeah, I was going to say, the, the only one I would yes. allow for that argument is 64 to Sunshine, because Sunshine's such a drastically different game in terms of the aesthetic. But, yeah, but like, I would say, leading up, they're roughly the same aesthetic. They're just drastic increases in graphical capability. No, I just disagree with that. Look one, at, uh, one game, Mirror World, has a bigger color palette. So it's just... It's look at like so look, look the Koopas. That's about it. Look at the Koopas, let's say, or even the Goombas from Mirror 3 to Mirror World. It's the enemies that completely change, the aesthetics change. Even Yoshi's Island, which I know was a huge departure from the art style. But like yeah, the Koopas that's were like, every single reused enemy was different. Yeah. Yeah, I think Yoshi's Island is a great example of recreating and, and, and making a new something like style. that, right? That'd be amazing. Well, they're not, and they're clearly not doing it anytime soon. Yeah. So uh, that that's it. Are you are you guys gonna pick it up? I'll try it. I mean, I, it's free. I don't have anything with which to play a game, but I probably wouldn't anyways. Well, yeah, when it comes to Android, you're not gonna get it. No. Okay. No, well, I'll try it. What do I need to start playing runner games now? I don't know. It's Mario. You really go. Just because it's. You can make that same argument. <laughs> You'll get a get Federation Force. It's Metroid. Come on. Well, it is. If there's a good developer behind it, I, I, I'm still gonna. I, I literally put Metroid Federation Force on my to buy list today because you know what? I want to give it a chance. It's a good 3DS game, and I think it deserves a. It's a, it's a mediocre yeah, 3DS I'll, game. Yeah, you just don't have any respect for your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's another thing. But you know what? It's it's, it's on my it's list. It reeks of brandings to me. It's the, oh, let's get these things, let's attach the name to it, and it'll sell. You get a crappy, uh, otherwise fairly crappy app, and you put Pokemon, and then we all end up playing it. You're going to get the most generic, it's a side-scrolling runner. Those have been on... That's a side-scrolling runner, but Metroid Federation Force is not... Yeah, but on the flip side... It is a well-thought-out game, and then, if sure, if they slap a a Metroid on it, because head head, uh, head office says you got to do it, you got to do it, but I think at the core... Federation Force is a really good game at the core. My, my argument to this is, um, I mean, Runners have been around for a very, very long time. Bitrip Runner came out way later than the genre itself. But they made you pay for the game, because it was a proper game. And it was a fantastic runner that was full of, like, you know, twitch mechanics in a sense. Obviously, you're continuously moving forward, but to do the actions that you need to do in that certain sequence was challenging and fun. It was the same thing for, let's say, the uh, the Raymond game, which was also oh, a... Jungle Run, or the first one just... What was the first one? Raymond Run, or... It was... Whatever. I can't remember the name now. But yeah, but yeah, no, my God, I, I literally, like, I, I mastered that game. That game was amazing, but it was a... It was a paid title. You know? It wasn't. It was free to play. It wasn't. It was, when it originally came out, it was paid. Well, I think Nintendo wants to get Mario into everybody's hands, and if, if you have a three or five year old or six year old mom can you can you download this for me enter my password they're going to see it's free and they're going to automatically say yes so oh yeah. it's, it's nintendo smart to do uh free to pay yeah, I'm, not, I'm not denying it's going to sell it's it, 
personally, those yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna try. It. I, I have to try it. It's Mario. It's, mm-hmm. it's from DNA. Mitomo was really original and really cool for what it was. It just died really fast. Yeah. But as any game, like Pokemon Go is dying, but it's obviously not as bad as Mitomo. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so uh, oh, they're also releasing uh, Mario stickers for iMessage, which I am totally stoked about. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mario has a uh, iOS 10. Like, there's this new feature where you see the message wall, and you can literally put stickers anywhere you want now. And, and the the people you're in a message board with can all see the stickers, and you could all like you could just literally flood the sticker. Huh. So it's not really an emoji. It's it's a literal sticker that you you uh, you stick onto the onto your message wall. And um, Nintendo is releasing a sticker pack with the launch of iOS 10 on September 10th or 12th. I'm not exactly sure. So I'm super excited for that. I love stickers. I, I tried to get you guys to use Line. I, I think uh, not too long ago. Oh yeah, the Line Messenger app. Line Messenger because Nintendo supports the shit out of that, and they got like animated Kirby gifs that you could like put in there. <laughs> Your brain's not impressed. I already have to use three different Messenger apps. For yeah. Different people. Why do I need a fourth? Well, you you can't. You get no choice because you can't. You can't even use iMessage. You have Android. Oh. I there you go. Slide it on. Yeah. Mm. Um, Sucks to be me. Cool. So that was the Apple keynote. Super, super cool to see Nintendo and Apple together on stage. Even though it was kind of a shitty title, in my opinion. Well, you know, but let's not hold. Let's let's wait for judgment until it comes out. Yeah, I've been yeah. talking about this for a long. I'm actually like, it, this doesn't surprise me that this has finally happened. Well, it, it does a little bit, but I'm way back at the Wii generation, where I, I think it was Miyamoto himself saying how he has kind of respect for. Apple and that's kind of influenced the minimalist designs. That yeah, after DS Lite was when they, they, they like officially got into that like sleek yeah. clamshell design, and they kind of left the toy look, and now they got back in the toy look with the new uh, the new 3DS with the face face plates and it's very colorful buttons and it's it feels like a toy again as opposed to like some sleek device. Button. Yeah, you know what I mean. Cool, but let's move on. Uh, Sony, the Sony event. So today. Right after the Apple keynote, there was a Sony event. Uh, they announced the PS4 Slim at two ninety nine, which got leaked about two weeks ago. Yeah, totally. And uh, PS4 Pro for three ninety nine, which it makes your games look better. Blah blah blah. Who really cares? Uh, a lot of people, tons of people, because a lot of people have four K TVs. Who? Tons of people. Oh. Four K TVs are like relatively cheap now, considering you can I- get. Here in Canada, you so you can get like a fifty inch for like sixteen hundred bucks. This just reminds me of when it was a big deal that you could play a handful of games on PS3 in actual 1080p, and that was a big selling point for like the three games it was on. I feel like this is just such a cash grab that, and I wonder, and this is what I'm going to start getting my tinfoil hat on: whether the Red Ring of Death. Was just a way to get people to buy the Xbox uh, Slim when it came out, or whatever it was called. No, it was it was well before that. I mean, the Red Ring had been around but for now, ages. Now we have become accustomed to buying the same system twice. Yeah, and this is going to be sense. the wave of the future now. That Xbox is doing it, Sony is doing it. That instead of having another generation of systems, mm-hmm. you're going to buy the same system twice. So they get another dip. They get another dip it's, in the pool. It's different the these iPhone days for that. Yes. iPhone 6, 6S, 5, It's five, very nine, different six. these days because they are really trying to get as close to the PC market as possible, as well as a lot of the games that are coming out now are 
essentially coming out on PC. And as you know, a lot of PC games will go above and beyond graphically than console games. So they're trying to minimize that. So with this, they've given the developers the graphical capabilities and specs from the console for them to essentially play a game in 4K at 60 frames per second and say have at it. How long ago did the PS4 come out? Three years ago? So, realistically, I understand from the developer perspective, from a consumer perspective, you are buying a system yeah. that is now obsolete in three years. Not which necessarily. has always been you know, part and parcel to PC gaming just because of the rate that graphics are. Obsolete in what sense, though? I mean, at the end of the day, Sony did come out and say through Giant Bomb, through a press release, they, or a digital press release they had through them, that they are putting strict regulations down on developers to make sure that the game that they are developing will run at the same frames per second on the original PS4 as well as the Neo or Pro or Pro, whatever it's called now. Yeah, so Pro. So they're really trying hard to try to make people not regret buying the original PS4, which, which is huge. Which but it's also going to you know hinder their sales of the Pro. I think it's just a lot of people who are really who really care about. The graphics. They really care about the resolution and getting the most out of the Well, either games. way, uh, Sony stole that that idea, saying your your PS4 is not obsolete because yeah. as of um, when this new patch is going to really uh, is going to launch, it's going to make your PS4 HDR compatible. So right there, yep. your PS4 is 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 HDR compatible. Yep. However, the Pro is 4K and it has better lighting and better textures and it looks significantly better. Then. Well, it's just a resolution thing, isn't it? No, yeah, it's just a resolution thing. Yeah, it's and, and I think there's beefier parts in it because... Oh, there are, for sure. The GPU's probably got to run better shadows and stuff like that. Uh, I felt like this press conference was also a way to sell the TVs. Because they were throwing a lot yeah. of buzzwords about their TVs and can your TV... Because you're going to need a system that could do it, but you're also going to need a TV that could output this. So it's like, you need both of them. It's the same thing with the uh, the Xbox One Scorpio. It's the same crap. They're just trying to... I think they realize they made a mistake in not taking 4K more seriously. And now they're getting backlash from the communities who want to play in 4K. Uh, who gives a shit about 4K? Uh, I trust I, me. I it's, like, it's double the size of 1080p. So a game will look or, shittier on a 4K TV yeah. playing a 1080p yeah, game. We played, games, we played games in 480p back in the day and like... Like on the yeah, have you, have you played a 480p game on a 1080p TV? I just, played, I just played Mirror 64 like last year. I, I, I mastered it, got 120 stars on my Wii yeah. U, and it looks fantastic. But compared to a CRT? I don't know. Because the CRT was native to that resolution. Yeah, but still. Uh, to me, a lot of people do actually care about this, and it won't... I mean, it'll sell fine... But there's a reason they're releasing the Slim alongside with it. Yeah, and the Slim is self-justifying arms race where you have to keep buying both. <laughs> and we live in a material world and yeah. we are material girls. We're just material mm-hmm. girls. Pokemon. Oh, God, yeah. Four new Pokemon were released at the Direct. Oh, God. Or not the Direct, at the trailer. Yeah. So first we have... Technol, which confused the hell out, of me, hell out of me while I was taking notes for this. Oh, it's not even that. When I first watched, I'm like, they created a new type? I'm pretty sure at least like 50% of people thought that. Yeah, were, I was like, what? Yeah. I, I was very confused. So, this Pokemon looks like, uh, it's a Frankenstein of Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. 
So what do, can anybody identify the different types of Pokemon we see, or even the different types that we uh, that we well, see? Well, definitely the tail is supposed to be water type, yeah, and you can try to aquatic. speculate a lot of the other ones. But from what I read, this is like a synthetic Pokemon similar to a Mewtwo created for some purpose, maybe to be create a Pokemon that's all types and no types. Okay. Well, that was kind of like Arceus, though, right? Yeah. Arceus was, you put plates on Arceus and it would change its type. Yeah, Arceus was supposed to be, like, God, though. This yeah. Is, yeah. This is, I'm pretty sure this is supposed this to be, be like, this is, this, is this, is this is a science experiment. This yeah, this is Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the New Age weird version of, like, Porygon. Now, I wonder... Yeah, totally, Porygon. Here's, here's something. I, I wonder if there's going to be a form with an E... And you give him some kind of item, and he loses a helmet, and then unleashes his true power. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it is. It does seem to be the way that Pokemon is going these days. It, how weird is it that the front two feet legs don't they kind of look like Skarmory's legs? A little bit. Yeah. Weird. I see it. Yeah. I love the design. I think he looks. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it lo- definitely yeah. looks cool. I'm just. I don't know what to think of it because what what type is it again? It's normal. It's, normal. Yeah, it's a normal okay. type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I've liked most of the Pokemon that they've released, you know, to date. I mean, some of the, the Alola forms I'm not a big fan of. I don't really like the Meowth that much or the Rattata. Hold on, we'll, we'll get to Rattata. Um, let's just continue what we saw from this Direct. We have um, Jangmo-O? How do you say this one? I, I honestly have no idea, but I Jang? really like I Jang? do too. Yeah. I, I, he's going to turn into an Ankylosaurus. I can oh, see it. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Is it the cutest that you've ever seen? Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, man, I love him. He's definitely going to be on my team. Yeah, and Jesus, there's so many dragon types in this game. Yeah. Well, they need a lot of dragons because of the fairies. I guess. And uh, we have a Rattata, a new Rattata, a Lola for See, I just, I don't really like it that much. It looks awkward to yeah. me. It looks like it was like just a, like a re, like a, a recoloring. With they added a mustache and a spike. It looks like they didn't do much. Come on, to it. like nobody likes the Faticate. Oh no no no! Uh, I, no, no, no. I, I I don't like the uh, the Lola Rattata, but oh, do you like I the, love the Faticate? The Faticate. <laughs> Those cheeks, and I pinch them until he dies. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan. Imagine like a Snorlax. I can see that. Speaking of the Snorlax Zed move, that's just that's just such great fans. Oh my god, Reddit ate that up so fast. What was this? The the, the Zed move for uh, for Snorlax? Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, you, you, <laughs> you have to you have to watch the uh, you have to watch a gif of it when you get a chance. Okay, Reddit right. just ate that up. And then we have a. Um, a Another Pokemon was released, but it's actually not a Pokemon. The official site says that UB01, Ultra Beast number one, is a, uh, a human. And it's not. So the big, the big theme going that. around is it looks very similar to uh, the professor's assistant. Lily. Yes. Yeah, that, that's. So is this now. supposed to be like the. Oh my god, what do they call it? They, there was a Pokemon, uh, Pokemon manga that came out. About a trainer and his Pokemon essentially fusing into one being. Oh, Megagrad or Greninjash or. No, no, no. That was well after. It was just a random, its own series. I can't remember what it's called now for the life of me. But they started making those comparisons to Ash Greninja. 
Yeah. And now I think they're really going full force into it, if that is what this is. Yeah, it definitely has something to do with Lily. Uh, The official Pokemon site said it is not a new Pokemon, and it's just a... uh, So that's what I wonder. Here's what makes me curious. Are these powers going to be something that is chosen by the people? Or is this going to be like a full medical alchemist, like... These people were experimenting on the Pokemon now. I wonder if they're going to make, make a dark turn. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I have a feeling we're in for a really different story for this game, and it's not your typical uh, Pokemon story. I've seen cutscenes, and we've seen so many trailers that would kind of um, yeah, take towards that. I'm um, hype. Yeah, I'm totally hype. We have a new team. Um, team Aether? The Aiken, Aiken Foundation. And we have uh, four, three new characters. We have employees, which kind of makes me like turn my head a bit. As in, like, is this is this organization like a, a Team Rocket in disguise? Because they have a bunch of employees. That's another fan theory that they're gonna turn out to be the real. Uh, uh, I made that theory up, Ryan. No, I heard it. I kind of just cramped past it my own. But yeah, that that's another fan theory that like these employees are, are Team Rocket. But like honestly, even as soon as I saw that, I raised my eyebrow. Yeah. Um, and then they also introduced Gladion, Gladion, uh, the enforcer of the Team Skull. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's weird that they put him together with the Aethan Foundation. Yeah, so it's interesting. I'm interested to see how it played out. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever really played a Pokemon game for the story. So. Yeah, that's true. But I yeah. this po- the story looks really good. Do you have any thoughts on the Aethan <coughs> Foundation? Have you seen the trailer? The what? What one? The Aethan Foundation. They're like the the good Team Rocket. They have they have different. Um, um, hierarchy of, of people. They have oh yeah, it's no. I don't give a shit. Like not even close. Or they want to be like the richest people in the land or some crap like that. Like it's the same thing over and over and over again. Free Team Rocket with like wanting to be the most powerful and stealing everybody's Pokemon. And then uh, well, now there's two teams. There's, there's the Aiken Foundation and Team Skull. Well, I was gonna say and Team Magma, like, like, Team Magma, I think from. Uh, Third gen, mm-hmm. or one wanted to flood the world. The other one wanted to dry it out completely. And it's oh, just really? like okay, and then like you know what I mean. It's just like it's one thing after the other. But although I do like Team Skull, they're very like nineties gangsters and like. They remind me of Vulcan Skull from Power Rangers. Totally, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, another news: Sun and Moon are going to be set twelve hours apart. Will this affect your decision on? Which game you're gonna buy? Nah, I don't care. I don't know. If anything, it might actually help me a little bit because I always tend to play at night, and I always I, seem to like the day Pokemon better for some reason. So you're gonna get Moon. Maybe. I wanted Sun, but that but I I work all day, so when I come home, that's when I'm gonna play Pokemon, and I. Oh, so now everyone's wait. gonna get Moon. Well, wait, wait, but have they mentioned what the time cycle is gonna be like? Is it gonna be a real time day cycle? It's real time at twelve hours off yeah. for sure. So that seems a little off. Sun, Sun is is uh, if you get Pokemon Sun, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be synced with your actual clock, and and Moon is gonna be twelve hours ahead. Yeah, well, I'm gonna shift. I'm gonna wait for more information on this. I've always waited to see what the exclusive are uh, exclusives are in each game, and then I pick from there. Okay. I always always because yeah, no, I mean shit all to me. Yeah, I pick my book by its cover. I I, I immediately. Oh, and it was, he's definitely the legendary, like, most out of the bunch right now, but, but, <laughs> but, yeah, it always comes down to the exclusives. I never use legendaries. I've always found yeah, them to be cheap not. and, like, ridiculous. Yeah, um, and, and, and uh, another thing in the trailer is, uh, the nod to Pokemon Snap. They actually said taking photos is a snap with the Pokemon. <laughs> 
So that, that, I really, I really, oh, that's fun. Um, so yeah, Pokemon Snap, there's going to be stations throughout the, the region. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I hope it's not just sort of like, you're at a fixed point. It's just like taking the, the, um, the, the photos in, what you call it, in X and Y, where it's just, you know, you have like half a dozen different places and you get to take a picture. Yeah, but that was, it was, it was a set photo. There's a tripod. This one, I think you're going to be able to get like, Use those gyroscope and kind of like. So we'll see, but my inkling is it's sort of you pick a Pokemon, you set the stage, and you take pictures from different angles. No, I have a feeling it's going to be different. Like, like there's going to be different areas up throughout the region that you like. You go up to it, and there's like a diorama that you can like pick pick photos, and there'll be Pokemon doing yeah. different things in it. Because you, your photos can be rated, your uh, yeah. your Pokedex rates them. It could have to do with something around the uh, time of day too. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Right, so you have to go there at a specific time to see a specific Pokemon. I noticed that in one of the screenshots or oh, video shots, Dragon Knight is there. Yeah, around. I forgot about that. Yeah, so that's it for the Pokemon. Let's uh, let's run through the Pokemon. Uh, the, the I mean the Nintendo Direct. Um, let's just kind of go through all the games that they uh, that they talked about. Yeah or nay? Kind of like quick thoughts about them. Um, Super Mario Maker for Nintendo 3DS. Yeah or nay? The way they're doing it, name a sense. Yeah, it's like they just stripped the. Uh, you can't. You can't post your level that you make online. It's Super Mario Reader, Super Mario Maker Reader. Like it's you Super can't, Mario Maker, where it's like you can only share with your like immediate friends. Oh. In yeah, in proximity to yourself, you can't post it online for some ungodly reason. But you can play the. You can play uh, Hundred Mario Course. So you can play. You can play stages. Made from the Wii U. Yes. They make up the main game. It also comes with a hundred built-in courses with metal challenges. Made by the, the creators from Nintendo. That's, I mean, that's cool. That's really cool. It's just, so, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of Mario Maker. You're supposed to be able to, like, create levels. Yeah. And then let everybody play them. Yeah, I'm not going to pick it up. I have the Wii U one. Same with the, the, the it seems like the, the superior one. <laughs> I mean, next song. Next, next song. song. <laughs> Mario Party Star Rush. Never again, Nintendo. Never I got again. Mario Party 10. Never again. <laughs> Never again, Nintendo. Um, Animal Crossing. Wait, sorry. Is that the one where they're all in like the same car? Yes. And they... <laughs> what were they thinking? Never again. Oh, God. Sorry. Animal Crossing New Leaf. I uh, just got a price drop. Yes. And it's been updated. Again, which is weird because it came out years ago, and they're and I still haven't played it, and I really want to play it. So now that it's like a select title, so you're for twenty dollars. You're in a great position because they're um, they're releasing a series of amiibo cards where uh, new brand new villagers that they, they created specifically for this pack they, uh, they they come to your village in their mobile homes and you get to interact with them. Hmm. That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's pretty Brian, cool. Brian, you've never played Animal Crossing. I played, the game, I played the GameCube one. And does this update entice you to go buy the... Not particularly. It, it's a little bit too social. Like that, what, it, uh, what still turns me off is the original thing that turned me off is just I don't like games that expect me to play them. That if I'm uh, not playing the game, if you know I have something I have to do for a week, that I end up yeah, feeling you, like I've missed out on something. You get scolded by your, by your neighbors if, you're, if you don't visit regularly. Yeah. And I, I don't have time for that. Fair enough. 
Games were. I wasted a lot of time. I even got Scott, who isn't a gamer, yeah. into Animal Crossing, and he's like, I can't believe how how much time I sunk into that game. Ooh. And that's the that's the other half of it. It's the same reason why I never played MMOs. It's I it, once I get in, you keep like pulling me back. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, Street Pass and Plaza got an update. Oh. You can now have hundred people visit you instead of just ten. Awesome, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you you you're a new 3DS owner, yeah. right? Uh, RZ. Uh, do you see yourself? Um, do you even collect puzzle pieces? I do stuff? actually. It's it's uh, most fun like I have if I'm going to like an airport or something like that. Okay, cool. Well, something to muck around with. Um, five new games have been added. Two of them you could get for or out of two games you can pick one for free. Slot car rivals and market crashers. So I suggest um, you go there and and pick up your free game before um, the offer runs out. I got slot car rivals and it's really fun. Okay. It's a uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of skill involved, which is which is what, nice. What is it? Uh, slot car racer. Yeah. It's um you invite people or you use your your coins. Yeah. To yeah. Invite people and um, you race around the track and you hub the corners and you gotta like. You know, like let go of the gas and time day to get a boost. So it's actually really, really, uh, it's responsive and I like it. Huh. Cool, cool. Uh, tank troopers, a uh, a e shop title. It is uh, you you ride around in a tank and like a battlefield, hilly, green, kind of kind of cute. Mm. It seems like a little like competitive uh, e shop title similar to uh, Steel Wars. Which they released not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. I feel it's going to be free to play, but that's just my... Uh, <laughs> uh, P-Cross 3D Round 2. I just bought the first one. I love it to death. You'd love it. No no number games. <laughs> no. It's really good. No. It's, it's bad for me. It has amiibo functionality. Each amiibo you own has its own puzzle. This is bad. No, no, no feet cross. Why don't you go download the demo? It's free. And it came out <laughs> Rob, so I'm trying to peddle your P-Cross drugs no. on Ryan. P-Cross is awesome. And three I bought out Pokemon P-Cross. I mastered that game inside and out. <laughs> if I'm playing a numbers game, I can play those games for hours and hours and hours <laughs> on end. And I will stop bathing. I will stop playing that. No. No P cross for me. Fair enough. I'm gonna get it, but I went on the, I went online and I went on the eShop and it was like forty two dollars. I'm like, no, that's way too much money. Wow. I bought P cross three uh, D on the DS for like ten dollars at the bargain bin. However, this is an online only game, so for if, if I'm gonna wait for a discount, it's gonna be from Nintendo, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, they probably will. Um, indies each every Thursday for the rest of September. It's going to run for five weeks, a little over, and um, there's going to be games on sale from the eShop. Um, this one is uh, some Metroid, uh, some Metroid, what? Axiom, Axiom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You seen anything about it? I've, I've actually heard good things about it. name floating around. Yeah. It's on sale right now. I don't have time to play that. Yeah. Um, I've heard mixed things about that game, now that I think about it. Hmm. Either way, if, if you guys know, leave us a comment or don't, whatever. Um, <laughs> Zelda 30th Anniversary, four new amiibo. So we have an 8-bit link amiibo in the same style as the 8-bit Mario. Yeah, that's cool. We have a Ocarina of Time, adult link playing an Ocarina. Water. In that same shitty art style of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it's super shitty. What the hell is wrong with Hold on, hold on. Do you guys agree that art style is shitty? No. Wait, in what? Ocarina of Time? 
like the illustration style, the illustration, not the in-game style. I don't know. I don't think so. No, that art style was awesome. Uh, I don't like it. You're nuts. All you think about is the pointy spread, uh, the pointy polygon faces. It's very reminiscent to that. Like yeah. it, it is very pointy. It's kind of like a yeah. It's hard to describe. And we also have a Wind Waker bundle with um, Link and Zelda, which is super cute. Yeah, those look awesome. Yeah, they really do. Also, um, a Dragon Quest Seven. This thing. Oh, you know I like that art. Yeah, that's see? Art, see, it's good. I like okay, it. Cool. Yeah, I like that's it a lot. One, that's that's one I probably won't get. No, it's definitely one I'm getting. There's no way around that. The other amiibo, though, the other one they released that day. That's coming out. Hold on, we're gonna get there soon. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Do you guys want to talk about uh, um, Hyrule Warriors? They got Spirit Tracks DLC. Uh, you got Hyrule Warriors. I did. Uh, you stopped. Yeah. Yeah. The game started making me hate myself. It's just it's constant repetition of the same thing over and over again, where you're just grinding and you're grinding so you can grind more and grind more. And I, if I feel like when I'm playing a video game. If I feel like this video game is wasting my time in that, mm -hmm. not that I'm wasting my time playing it, but that the video game itself is trying to waste my time, <laughs> I get pissed off and I stop playing it. Yeah. Like when I was really, really into Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Hunter Tri, oh, God, yeah. for like two weeks until I realized the only gift of the grind is small. Is the next grind yeah, like and the next grind, and I can spend an hour playing a game. And just because of shit, because of random number generator, it's a complete waste of time. Fuck that game and everything to do with it. Dude, it's Dynasty Warriors. Like, flat out every single game that is coming out from them that is mixed with another, you know, um, whatever franchise, let's say. Like the uh, Dragon Quest 1, or, if I'm not mistaken, I think they actually made a Monster Hunters 1. I don't know, that game started giving me blisters. Monster Hunter, I'm Monster Hunter, like Dynasty Warriors. Like what they did with like Hyrule Warriors, you know what I mean? Fuck Dynasty Warriors. I started getting like thumb blisters from just the repetitive mashing the same attacks. That's what it is. It's the same thing over and over. You take on like a million and a half fucking enemies at once. Which is really, it's really fun at first, but it definitely gets old. Yeah. Well, I love that they're representing Spirit Tracks, one of my favorite Zelda games. Kudos to Dynasty Warriors. For, just for, for for running out of ideas for and on to this Dragon Quest <laughs> seven and eight um, seven is being remade for the three DS and I can't wait for that I heard it's super long which turned me right off yeah so <laughs> seven is arguably one of the the worst Dragon Quest games but I think it had to do more with the gameplay than anything else well they, and the globalization they rescripted it for yeah. the three DS and they redid the graphics yeah. And they tighten things up here and there. So they took the, the worst Dragon Quest game, and I think they made it a little bit better for, for this one. Well, it's, I'm, I'm hoping that it actually is a like a good game now. Well, we're, we're going to see, because it's coming out really soon, and reviews will be out shortly. You can see our review. No, we're not going to review that no, game. No, I'm not reviewing it. Ah, I can review it. No. Okay. I don't even want to, want to yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go do that at home in the dark where no one can hear you. Okay, yeah. quickly, Yokai Watch 2. Uh, nay. We're too old. Disney yeah. Magical Quest World 2. It's like Animal Crossing Disney. Yeah, yeah. Although, it, 
I do love Disneyland. I do love Animal Crossing. Yeah, so wait, 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 this off so quickly? I, I know, know, right? If wait, I, wait, who's, who's making this game? Because isn't Disney Interactive closing down like everything they're doing right now? No, no, no. They, they like Disney do. Infinity is done. No, no. Disney Magical World is a Japanese game, so it's uh, it's, it's nothing to do with uh, America. Uh, Sonic Boom, Fire and Ice. <laughs> Tentative pause. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a prediction. What get? What score will that get on Metacritic? Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Prediction, prediction. Be better. I'm no, no, Prediction'll no, be no. Number. I, I, I think number. it's going to be around the 35 mark. 35 mark, right? That's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a 50. Okay. When the game comes out, you guys will be able to uh, get the the special card of that episode, or pick the the middle music. Shall we shake on it? What, what, what are we shaking hands for? Oh, uh, no, 35 and 50. Yeah, she got it. Four. <laughs> A gentleman's agreement! Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 launches September 20th. Cool. Wait, wait, what? Shin Megami? Four? Yeah. Didn't that already come out on uh, 3DS? No idea. Okay, either way. Okay. Um, next is uh, Yoshi's Woolly World being remade or being reported to the. To to the 3DS. Yeah, which I'm fine with, but I mean, I'm not going to buy it. If you're playing a game with your wife, <laughs> or <laughs> you promise, the, or a significant other, and you promise to play the game together, but that other person has not been interested in playing the game for a year, does that mean I get to play it off my yes. head now? Yes, right? <laughs> I am in the exact same boat as you. Yes. You didn't get past World 1! Oh, no, I think we were What?! No, we did get past World 1. We stopped on World 2. World, oh. world, we just beat World 2. We didn't even start yeah. World 3. So we're in a very similar boat. Does that mean you have to repurchase this on, on the 3DS and play it? Or, or are you going to finish it no, on I'm Wii U? No, I'm going to finish it on Wii U. Yeah, there's no yeah. point in rebuying it. What's the point? Yeah. Well, I, I, I do love games in 3D. I love my 3D slider. I'll turn that shit all the way up and just kind oh, of... Oh, really? I always... When I have my 3D slider going, it's always just a couple notches off the bottom. Just have a little bit of the effect. When it's too much, it makes me dizzy. I can't take it. Okay, and another thing that is being released with this is a Poochie Amiibo. Yeah, that Poochie is my Poochie. most. Look, it's my most look for. Uh, look, oh, oh, God. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that Amiibo the most. It, I love Poochie. That's totes adorbs. Yeah, it is adorable. It's gonna be a day one purchase for me. Also, there's gonna be three animated stop motion shorts featuring Yarn Poochie and Yarn Yoshi exclusively on the 3DS one. Which is really cool because that's done exclusively through the eShop? No, no, exclusively on the cart. And when you purchase the game, it's going to be built in. It's ah. a little like, I guess you, you unlock them or they're already unlocked. Nah. Who knows? <laughs> I'll just start it. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really curious to see. Just watch it YouTube is backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to see the downgrade of, of graphics and, and to see if it's how much of a downgrade. Oh, it's going to have to be huge. Yeah, but then you're getting that 3D effect, which is also cool. Yeah, I just don't know how the so world is going to work with that. You know so what I'm saying? It's the same like Donkey Kong uh, Country 3D. Mm. Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. Yeah. I, I love it on the 3DS because you got that 3D image, but the graphics suffer. So it's like, it's a hit and miss. Yeah, to, to me, that game deserves more detailed graphics than 3D. Okay. For something to be wool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see for that one. Yeah. Um, Mario Sports Superstar. This is a, uh, uh, a five-in-one game featuring soccer, baseball, tennis, hockey, no, not hockey, golf, and uh, horse racing. Oh, so I don't give a shit about any of this. Nope. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Duped right up. And last, and probably the most controversial one, is Pikmin for the Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> you mean Chibi Robo 3DS 2? They, they, they turned... Yeah, well, what was the controversial? 
to see what this. They turned Pikmin into a uh, generic two well, D platformer. Well, we don't know generic yet, but Pikmin is now a generic two D platformer. Oh, it's the exact same thing they did to Chibi Robo. They gave they, they essentially turned a game that didn't deserve to be turned into a two D platformer into well, a two D platformer, and it's like the most unimaginative. In platformer Pikmin's ever. defense, I don't think Pikmin um, the RTS. Pikmin style would work on the three. I think it's too small and it just wouldn't work. So I think this is a good substitution. I see where you're coming from, but isn't this uh, also being so made by really the bad. Is this also being made by the same team who did New Yoshi's Island? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you know what? I'm gonna reserve judgment on that one. It's not looking too hot right now, but let's not get too into it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, Nintendo crash. I think it's time to take a break. Um, after after the break, we're gonna get into our cult favorites, our sleeper hits, our hidden gems of 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 um, of, of, of our favorite of our games. Um, Brian, can you say that better? We're looking. We're gonna bring up our diamonds in a rough. Those games. Diamonds that, in a rough. Yes, those games that we love that you may or may not have heard of, or probably may have stumbled upon at some point in time. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, before we um, get into the break, you're going to have to sit through 30 seconds of Escape from the City. Power. I could assure you that when that came out. But then again, everything was in Nintendo Power. 
That's um, true. Even now, it's still a very, though it's a much more well-known franchise, it's very niche, and I played, uh, I played 64 for a little bit, I think you let me borrow your copy, yeah, and sure. of all the games to elicit a reaction in the family, that was probably the number two most, what the hell are you playing? <laughs> are you doing yard work right now? With number one being Hey You Pikachu, which I'm pretty sure my dad thought I was losing my goddamn mind. Was, like, <laughs> oh, you actually had that? I couldn't play it because it was oh, confusing yeah. the hell out of my family. And it just didn't work. It was a broken game. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Yeah, I never played a Harvest Moon game. I I, I feel like I should. It's just, I, I, I never... It's a trap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, will eat, it will eat your life. Eh, uh, fair enough. It eats pieces of shit like you progress. <laughs> it eats everybody. Yeah, so that like was the, the second game in the series. Um, the original one came out on Super Nintendo, yeah. which I totally didn't know about. Yeah. But it wasn't until 64 that I picked it up. and You know what? I think I played like the next four titles, but I just I just couldn't like keep up because I kind of got a life. That, that's a franchise that kind of went to shit too after uh, who bought it off of Natsume? No, 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 the, 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 the name went to shit, but the people behind, the developers behind Harvest Moon, which is Marvelous Entertainment, they still make uh, farming games, but they're called Story of Seasons now. And yeah, like, no, but that's what I mean, the name itself, like but Harvest that, that Moon, was, that was those only games. That was only recently. Um, yeah, over like the 3D, or sorry, yeah, 3DS yeah, era. Was this a hybrid game, Rune something? Like oh, Rune Factory. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was supposed to be like a spiritual successor? No, it was just a spin-off. It was, oh, uh, okay. Rune Factory was a fantasy-based game. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, no, it was uh, fan- yeah, fantasy. And they had another one for the PSP, Rune Factory came out, and then at the same time, a science fiction farming simulator came out on the PSP, mm-hmm. and that one failed. Yeah. And, um, the Rune Factory took off, and there was probably about four or five um, games in that series. And then there was a Popol Price or something that just came out for 3DS, and it, it's, it's a it's another spin-off game. So definitely deeply influential, if you could think about it from that way. Oh, it was, uh, it was a pioneer, for yeah. sure, of that, uh, that style of game. Yeah, and it ain't no fucking Farmville, because Farmville sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, Paul, you want to go next? Yeah, um... So, I want to discuss uh, Maximo Army of Sin oh. uh, PS2 first. Uh, I never played the first one, only played the second one. Oddly enough, I don't think I beat it, but I got pretty heavy into it. The reason I wanted to bring it up is um, it's a game that kind of got lost in time. It was somewhat popular when it first came out on the PS2, it, it deserved a sequel. And then we just never saw it again, never heard about it again, and everybody kind of forgot about it. It was a weird mix of, uh, like, um, Ghost of Goblins with um, kind of like Zelda, more so on the side of, uh, let's say, God of War, where very action-oriented, a lot of combos and moves that are, you know, input-oriented, and depending on what you hit at what time, it would do a different move. You could get different armor, and if you got like all the different pieces of armor and built up your armor gauge, you would turn golden. So, so very similar to Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. I was obsessed with that game as a kid, so when I saw magazine uh, articles about Maximo, I was, I was like, oh my god, there's, there's a sequel, and it's like Mirror 64 style platforming, 
But it, it really wasn't a sequel. It had nothing to do with the Ghost and Goblin slash Ghoul and Ghost uh, franchise, right? Yeah, it's, again, as far as I know, no, but I believe it was very heavily influenced. Okay. The big piece with it, at least with the one that I played, was you could call on Grimm, who was the, um, the Grim Reaper. And he was Maximo's friend, and you could call on his powers to help you in like a dire situation as like a super move or something like that. So it was really cool how they built it up. Again, it was like a predecessor to God of War. It was that very similar style of gameplay. It you was... can knock guys up in the air, like Double May Cry, let's say, or something like that. Was it Capcom? That, I can't remember. I think it smells was. like Capcom. Yeah. yeah. Very, very it's good gameplay. Like, I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah, Maxwell, I've never played it, but apparently, like, I've always it. wanted to play it. It's a game that I've always wanted to play that I never it, was able to. It was still very modern. Like, it wasn't like in uh, Ghouls and Ghosts where, like, you, you get one hit and your armor goes flying off. Yeah. You have an armor meter, and then it was just, like, little rectangles that would build with every piece of armor that you got. And then it would just slowly chip away at those meters until when one of the meters went away, then the armor would go flying off. Uh, so it's still, it's still a little more for yeah, But you could yeah. heal yourself, though, with, uh, oh my god, fucking steins of ale or tankers of so ale or whatever. So if you beat the game, was your reward having to beat the game again except for the sword? Oh no, I don't think they went that far. <laughs> I don't think they went that far. A dick moves. The biggest dick moves in the game. It was all a dream. Oh. Honestly, when I got that ending, I was like, let's do it. Let's do it again. <laughs> Replayability in this game is fantastic. <laughs> you have to play it twice. <laughs> well, you know, Mario Brothers did the exact same thing. They didn't make you do it, but they, they at least they unlocked a master quest. And all the Goombas were buzzy beetles and that kind of stuff. In which so, game? It's the original Mario Brothers. When you beat the when you beat the game fully, which not many people have because there's no save file, are you saying like the arcade game Mario Brothers? No, I'm talking about the the official Super Mario Brothers Super One. Super Mario Brothers One for the NES. Yeah, when you beat that game, um, a new game mode appears, and really? all, the, all the Goombas are Buzzy Beetles. Huh. Yeah. I have never seen that. Zelda before. also did that with the Master Quest, but Nintendo. Yeah. When you beat a Nintendo game. They don't make you replay it. They're like, here, why don't you play the game? Right, so we're, getting, getting, we're drifting on a far tangent here, so let's keep hey, going. Hey, I'm just saying. But yeah, anyways, right. RZ, yeah, what, uh, what do you think? So my first game, so I'm going to go chronologically through these. So the first game, I'm going to go back to the NES era with Trog. Now, if anybody has played that game, it is, it's very reminiscent of Pac-Man, except you play as either a little orange or a little blue dinosaur, so it's also co-op, mm -hmm. and what you're trying to do is go around the stage collecting eggs while cavemen are chasing you. <laughs> so it's, it's got its own kind of spin of a Pac-Man formula. That's basically all it is to the game. There's no story. It's just mm -hmm. going through level after level. And there's a progression. The enemies get smarter and they attack with slightly different patterns. Mm -hmm. They get faster. Um, but the, uh, the real gist of the game is just racking up a high score and also the co-op aspect of it, which is one of the, the first griefing-style co-op games you could play where you could either work together or you could knock each other out and leave each other for a few minutes to get eaten by the caveman. And even, even, even in a more Pac-Man related move, there's a pineapple you can pick up that turns you into a full-size dinosaur yes, and you go around eating all of the cavemen. Oh, nice. I remember playing with that. You know, that animation was so empowering. Like, oh, yeah. It was Pac-Man Plus. Yeah, with dinosaurs. But I think my favorite thing about that game is just the pure 90s that drips out of the game. Because when you, whenever you beat a stage, 
all of a sudden there's these like 90s neon graphics, you know, like the swirls and like the little bursts <laughs> and like random words, like, like radical tubular, and, like, like all that kind of stuff. And you're just dancing back and forth. It's like what a Bart Simpson gift would have been in like 1991. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gifts were uh, the gifts oh, of the yeah, yeah. Special early, world and Early nineties games love tropical settings and dinosaurs and cavemen. You think mm-hmm. of Bonk and and Joe and Mac and even Super Mario World. Uh, Adventure Island, I think. Adventure, was yeah, Adventure, Adventure Island. Island. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, I, Wonder Boy. Another. I don't know anyone yeah. else that has this game. The only reason I had it is because my aunt bought it for my birthday because it had a dinosaur on the cover and I like dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you own that game. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember renting that from Blockbuster and trying playing it by myself. Like, oh, yeah, this was a bad choice. It's, but it's not fun unless you have somebody else to mess with. That's yeah, the whole fun of the game. Mm, it's I got cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, my too, Rusty. Yeah. Um, my next one, I'm gonna go with uh, Epic Mickey Two: Power of, Illu- uh, of Illusion for the 3DS. <laughs> Triple A title. This is not. <laughs> this is not. Shitty <laughs> Blockbuster. This is. This is not the game you're thinking of. The Warren Spector game. He made one and uh, Epic Mickey two, but this is the parallel uh, release on the 3DS. Oh, the 2D one. The 2D one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made by the same developers who made um, uh, Professor Hatsworth. Oh, I love that studio. That's a great studio. Oh, they're awesome. They made that game with the monster, Monster Tales. Monster Tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that then game they went fantastic. on to then they went to contract with Disney and they made uh, Epic Mickey two. Huh. And, so it, it's a sequel to Epic Mickey, and it's also a spiritual successor, or not a spiritual successor. It's it's a literal uh, sequel to uh, ep, uh, just regular Mickey Mouse Power of Illusion for the Sega Genesis. Castle of Illusion. Castle of Illusion. Yeah. And now it's Power of Illusion. So it's a weird cross-pathing sequel. I don't even know how to describe it, but um, the game is stellar. Great sprite work. Uh, really imaginative, imaginative environments. All your classic characters, your Lion King characters, your your Pinocchio characters, even Anna and Elsa from Frozen. Everybody's there, and uh, the music is fantastic. Huh. And uh, not many people played it because Epic Mickey. I guess when they released the the original artwork for Epic Mickey, it, it was like this dark and, mm. and and gloomy artwork that everybody just ate up. And then once it came out on the Wii. And they realized it was kind of just like a generic, crappy um, platformer. Yeah. Everybody kind of like, maybe some people tried it and it got mediocre reviews. And then Epic Mickey 2 came out and it was even worse. Poorly received, didn't very, uh, didn't sell very well. But then you have the 3DS version that is actually really good, but tarnished by the name. And uh, it just didn't, didn't get out there that much. Yeah. Yeah. So... A-okay in my books. Well, I definitely got to try it now that I know that that studio is behind it. And Everything super... I've played from them has been fantastic. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love them. All right. Paul, your next choice? Ah, I think I'm going to go with And Yet It Moves. It originally came out on PC, I believe through Steam more specifically, although I'm pretty sure it's on GOG now and who knows what else. But it also came out on WiiWare after the fact. I think it was about a year or two after Which the is the, the much better version because you actually use the motion controls to uh, tilt the world. Yeah, it gets into being like really cool at the beginning. I could also see it kind of getting gimmicky after a little while. <laughs> but I did play it on PC and I remember I started and finished that game in a span of I think 10 to 12 hours, which is probably way longer than it should have taken me. But in just in a day, I sat down and I did not stop 
until I beat that game. And it was awesome. Every level scaled in difficulty. It, the, the, the physics worked very well where if you fell too far, your guy would crumble and like break into pieces and stuff like that. So you had to really think of every move you were making and it made it more, I guess, puzzle oriented and strategy oriented totally, yeah. on how you were gonna make your next jump, how you were gonna make your next move. It was very, very fun. Yeah, it was a different way of, of, of uh, playing a platformer, thinking about it in four different... Uh, yeah, four different... Well, yeah, exactly. It, 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 you have to think about it in that, that four different direction type orient. But also on top of that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that there were no beatable enemies in that game. You had to avoid every obstacle around you, so yeah. it made it that much harder. It really made it feel like you were trying to escape from whatever your place you were in, and you really felt powerless at that okay. point, besides this one power that you had that would just mm -hmm. flip the world. Yeah, that's one of the rare reware games that actually had a demo. So actually, I played the full oh. demo, and I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. really cool. Very, very fun game. Polished very well for an indie title of uh, that well of that of that generation. Yeah, it was, this is when the indies were just starting to take off. Steam was their best friend in the world. They were getting their games out there. A lot of people were liking them. People were eating them up like candy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I really, really liked it. I was very impressed by it. Cool. Yeah, or is it? Uh, next, I'm going to go to the Super Nintendo generation. With This one might be familiar for anybody that's just looked up rare SNES games, but this is Evil Quest for Eden for the Super Nintendo. Evil Quest for Eden. This is one of the strangest games that has ever existed, created by <laughs> Enix. <gasps> oh, I think I know which game you're talking about. Enix, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Squand. Squand. So you start off in this game, the game opens with a cutscene of Gaia telling you, hey, you know, I've created life, and my dad, the son, he, uh, he kind of wants me to test you, so if you want to be with me in Eden, you got to survive the test of evolution or something like that, and you start off in this game as a fish. Mm -hmm. So very, well, I, I won't say Spore-esque, because it came out far before Spore did, yeah. but you start off just as a fish. You eat other creatures to get both meat and evolution points hmm. so that you could add evolutions up to your character. Bigger jaws, faster fins, and working your way up to the fact that you're some kind of a small shark-like creature. Then you end up defeating one of the boss creatures with an even bigger shark, and you move away onto the amphibian stage, mm -hmm. and onto the dinosaur stage, and onto the mammal stage until you can do make the right combination, eventually become a human being with a club that does massive, massive damage. Okay. It is one of the most it was one of the most difficult games in terms of the amount of grinding the game expects you to do. Because you're going to be spending a lot of time going back and forth, just eating these creatures, grinding for X for, for the EP, I guess you could call it, yeah. and then getting yourself these uh, upgrades to create these Frankenstein monsters. I think that's one of the most fun parts is you can kind of pick the, the order of your evolutionary tree and just create these abomination creatures. <laughs> I remember playing that on emulator. That was my favorite part. Just I, would, I don't even think I got very far in the yeah. game, but I would just like stick to one level and just grind and grind and just literally make those Frankensteins. But where this game really gets off the rails is all the secrets in the game. So there's also secret gems you can find that give you secret sort of one-time or rare-time evolutions. It could be from a known creature or it could be like a mermaid or a dragon and there's even you reach certain of the hidden stages in the games there are aliens there are uh, dinosaur people there are um, become them? 
No, but these are just enemies, random oh, enemies okay, in the okay. game. There are little sharks with laser beams riding on bigger sharks. <laughs> there's some really, really bizarre shit. And, but there's nothing else like it, and there never has been since. So I have to really give that game credit for just its pure, ridiculous uniqueness. It'd be probably impossible to find a, a copy for a reasonable price. That so. game is very expensive to, yeah. to, to get. I was actually looking at it for my collection. And, yeah. uh, Nope. What, what do we? What are they saying for like price wise? Hundreds for like an yeah. open copy. Oh, so it's way more expensive than like Chrono Trigger or Mario RPG or something like that. Yeah, then. yeah Jesus. For sure. It's super rare. Probably didn't sell well. There's probably not that many copies no. out there. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, that was a super fun game. I, I, emulation is the way to go if you want to try that yeah. one out. That's how I stumbled upon it. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm going to go with um, my pick here, and I'm going to pick Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Did you make that game? No, I did not. And I wasn't inspired by the name, but whatever. This is a um, <laughs> this is a, a 3DS eShop title, and it's one of the first um, experiments, um, or one of the first games Nintendo experimented with microtransactions. Boo! <laughs> exactly, and that, that's one of the biggest reasons why it's a sleeper hit, because... As soon as you see microtransactions, people kind of like run the other way. But I didn't. I went into it and I, I went and uh, I went into it and played it, and it was actually a really cool experience. Um, it was this retired dog baseball player who who's divorced and runs a rundown baseball shop, and and he basically. Um, he like guilt you into purchasing these games and he makes you like it's really really well he makes you feel really bad and like he's got starving puppies that you gotta feed and if you don't <laughs> if you don't purchase these games he won't be able to feed his family so it's like it's kind of like really sad so that's just that sounds awful you're not selling this game at all well that's when you get when you actually purchase the games the games are really really fun it's gotta be the same people who make WarioWare and uh, Rhythm Heaven and uh, and and yeah, those kind of games, and it's those sports games where you're you're, uh, you're hitting balls, and it, it's very rhythm and it's very micro, and it's it's a lot of fun. But um, but yeah, it's a very unique game, and, and uh, I, I uh, yeah, cool I choice. All right, Paulie, yeah, sure. what's your next choice? Huh, okay, uh, next choice for me is uh, Mini Ninjas for the PS3. It's a game that got a fair amount of hype when it was coming out and then uh, kind of fell off. Oh, Mini Ninjas was for DS, right? I remember that. DS. No? No. As far as I know, it was only on the, it was only on the PS3 and oh, maybe fuck, the fuck, Xbox sorry, 360. Sorry. It was just, it, you essentially played an actual like little mini ninja dude and you, could, you would like be able to sneak through like tall grass and stuff and like change yourself into like a little animal to sneak around and kill enemies. Okay. It was somewhat open world oriented. Uh, I played it for a fair bit. Um, what I do remember the most from it is every boss battle being very original. Okay. And that was really the mainstay for me. It was fun walking around and taking out enemies and sneaking around and like not getting into like you know face-to-face battles, but really trying to get around and take people out in the shadows. But the boss battles made you really think outside of the box. Right, running up walls and trying to hit people in certain areas, and they're always consistently blocking themselves. So finding a way for them to create an opening for you—it was hard, harder than I thought it was going to be. 
But it was a very, very fun game. What was the art style like? I can't really... Uh, it was it was cartoony, but like typical American game 3D cartoony. Okay. Yeah. I don't really know how to explain it. I, I'd suggest looking at like screenshots. It was a very, very fun game though. Okay. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I really don't have much to say about it. I, I, funny as it is... I don't remember much about it as it stands. It probably isn't a great thing, but I do remember having a lot of fun while playing it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, a lot of these games we haven't really played in a really long time. This yeah. is these these are like our diamonds in the rough. This is from our video game vault, like. Um, yeah. So my next one's gonna be a fast one too. Okay, let's so hear. This it. one comes from the halls of the repeat blockbuster rental, and I don't think anyone actually <laughs> bought it. Actually, I think we might have bought it used afterwards. This is from the Nintendo 64 generation. Mm -hmm. This is Arrow Gauge. Now, this is a racing game. Oh. It's very much like F Zero. If F Zero, you can move in all three axes. So yeah. it's a some kind of hovercraft spaceship racing game. I guess it's really inspired by like F-Zero and Extreme G and those kind of futuristic arcade racing games all the time mm -hmm. uh, where you're this hovercraft spaceship speeder thing. It looks yeah. a lot like the speeders from Star Wars where you can go up, down, and left, right as you go through these three-dimensional corpuses. Mm -hmm. And it was just a lot of fun. It was hard as all hell. I don't think I got very far at all in the campaign, but it was a great... Um, Blockbuster rental to bring home and just play the couch co-op. Oh yeah, just yeah, to yeah. Grind out some races. I remember being a whole whack of fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall playing that yeah. with you. And I gotta say, for the '64 um, generation, the graphics were actually pretty impressive, and they held okay. up pretty well. Like, there's a lot of GameCube games that don't look quite as good as Aerogage does. Mm. Speaking of games that hold up in, in, in GameCube era, Rogue One. Oh my God, that game still looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. That was a live title too. Yeah. Damn, oh, that's yeah. good. But yeah, the one other thing I really love that game is uh, the, the feeling of speed. You know, it's one of those games in the corner that says you're going like 300 miles per hour. You don't know if that's <laughs> real, but it's just that fun feeling of flying through these tunnels and over beaches. So it, does, it has a good sense yeah. of speed. Yeah. Okay, good. It's hard to achieve something like that because, yeah. yeah, you could just have a dial saying it, but to really feel it. Yeah. Probably the one main drop of that game is the draw distance, though. The draw distance is complete. Did they have N64 so. fog? Uh, I don't think it had the fog. It just had, like, the stage would appear not very far ahead of you. So you kind of had to know the stages. Uh, okay. Yeah, I can not at all. all. That's yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a product of the generation. It's no Superman 64. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a piece of shite. Uh -huh. what, what's not a piece of shite is Astro Boy Omega Factor for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, this game came out really late in, uh, in the life cycle. So not many people played it. But uh, it's really good. It was made by Treasure, the same people who made Gunstar Heroes, the same people who made Knights, Journey into Dream. It was the same people who made Gunstar Heroes? Yeah, Treasure, man. Oh, nice. And they also, I think Treasure also made Sin and Punishment for, uh, yeah, they made it for N64 and the sequel on the Wii U. So it's a really, really good developer. And uh, yeah, this was just like a, an action platformer, beat em up, and the graphics is what really got me into it. The story got me into it. Like, a game, you know, when a game hooks you, when you want to like know more about it and like go into the lore of Astro Boy and find out about the cartoons and and the comic books and the different movies that came out, and, and that's what this game did to me. It just got me. It just literally put me into the Astro Boy world, and I, I couldn't get out of it for a while. Huh? You know, I know you've been talking about that game for a while. I've been meaning to play it. 
for ages now. It's honestly, man. Yeah, all the games we talked about today, has this one made on its own virtual console yet? It won't because it has license issues. It, uh, it, it's got a franchise on it, like Astro Boy. And, uh, yeah, so. Well, you know, I'm sure carts are still available. And that seems like a type of game that wouldn't be too expensive to buy. Well, I think it's because it came out so late and it didn't sell that well. I don't think they did reprints or anything. So mm. I think it's kind of expensive. But either way, you emulate it. Like, it's, it's, it's worth your time. Okay, fair enough. And it's another, it's one of those games that I didn't know. I didn't, like, pre-order. I didn't have hype about it. I just went into the store and I saw Astro Boy. And, and, uh, mm. and yeah, I just kind of bought it on a whim and I'm glad I did. Nice. Ah, my next one. I think final one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, We're on our last round here. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Little Nemo the Dream Master for yes. the NES. Oh my god, that's a... I was actually looking that's at my... a solid choice. Oh, I was yeah, looking was... at my list today of games. I have a big game collection list, and in my NES, Little Nemo is still on top there. So I have to get it. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It? I don't have it. I've only ever played it on emulators. I think the first time I played it was maybe about five years ago, six years ago, something like that. Randomly was just looking for NES games to buy because it was when I was going through my collector stage. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, before I buy this thing, I want to try it out and play it. And I ended up playing the shit out of it on my computer. It is awesome. Wicked, polished, platformer. It's Capcom. Uh, it's like that was, yeah. that was Capcom at its prime. Oh, and it was it's awesome. Again, it's the same thing that I was saying about uh, And Yet It Moves where... By yourself, as Little Nemo, you can't do anything. You come into contact with an obstacle or an enemy, you're dead. So you have to avoid them to a certain degree. But the big thing about it was there's these little things you could throw. And certain enemies, you would put them under your control. Mm-hmm. And then you would ride those enemies and use them as your set power-ups or something like that. And each enemy would have a different uh, power the way it moved, what type of environment it could interact with. It was really, really innovative, really original, polished to all hell, as most Capcom games were in that era. Phenomenal game. It's also a licensed game that was based on a movie. Yeah, Japanese animation movie. Japanese really? animation yeah, I movie know that. that I downloaded it probably like a couple of years back. And uh, it's, it's, it's a Japanese anime done in a Western Disney movie style. So the animation quality is really unique mm-hmm. and superb. Hmm. It's like a late 1980s kind of like movie. But uh, yeah, go download that. Give that to give yeah, it a watch. It's a visual, it's yeah. a visual treat. I, I love movies like that. Uh, I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but if you guys have seen it, uh, or if you haven't seen it, I should say, you should go watch it. But anything from the Lupin the Third series... Oh my god, I would die to watch that series. They're, they're all incredible. And they well, just they redid like an anime recently. I think it was a few years it? ago. Oh yeah, a few years ago. They redid, uh, or not redid. I think they're like continuing the story in a certain way, okay. shape, because or form. Because you know, who's or you know who, who, who animated in that show where you got to start, right? No, who was it? Was it the guy from Astro Boy? No, it was Miyazaki. What? Miyazaki. That was Miyazaki's first? Miyazaki no. worked at the studio of Lupin. And he worked on all the... He worked on the... Isn't, isn't there a Studio Ghibli Lupin movie? Isn't Lupin the Third or something? No, no, you're thinking of uh, Laputa. Oh, yeah. Laputa, yeah. No, the, Lupin, Lupin, it was a television series and it has movies. I know. I uh, think it was movies first, then it got so, its own anime. Uh, no, 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 no. I know Miyazaki worked. Worked. So, uh, <laughs> I know Miyazaki worked on the movies, but I'm pretty sure he also got to start on the TV series. Which does make sense. Either way, I actually do have the Blu rays so if you want to borrow them. They are fucking 
can't Damn right I want to blow Okay, I'll, I'll bring it over next time. Cool. So, anyway, sorry, uh, RZ. <laughs> so, uh, so my last choice, and going on with my uh, sequential generational um, procedure I'm doing here, is from the GameCube generation. So this is, I guess it's kind of two games. It's a very short franchise. Mm-hmm. Is Lost Kingdoms. So made by, I only found out about this today, from software, the same developer. Oh, Dark Souls. Souls and Dark Souls. This is their progenitor game, so it's an RPG uh, franchise for the GameCube. It's only two games, okay. where it's sort of an action RPG hybrid, mm-hmm. where the main mechanic in the game is that you are a female character in both games. In the first game, you're just this sort of generic princess, okay. but you, the monsters you face in the game, you capture and turn to cards, and then you almost generate a deck of cards that give you a list of different abilities. Then being, ah. Some of them are just a straight attack. Some of them are summons. Some of them, um, in Lost Kingdoms 2, let you transform into a monster. Uh, this was a franchise that I heard about from Nintendo Power, mm-hmm. rented ravenously over <laughs> and over again from Blockbuster. The first game uh, is very, very difficult and unforgiving in that there's a couple mechanics. For example, if you run out of cards in a given stage, mm-hmm. you're shit out of luck. Uh, Seems very like from software. <laughs> also, you can't backtrack any area you've already been to, so you kind of have to get everything right on the same playthrough. Okay. The second game, uh, Lost Kingdoms 2, which is one I actually own personally, uh, much more polished, uh, much more balanced game. They corrected a lot of, you could say, the faults from the first game, but just a very fun, unique sort of action RPG in the way that they mix together the different elements, the deck building. Uh, the customization and sort of like the leveling setup and how you can transform cards into other cards, upgrade them to get even more powerful, um, and basically collecting all the cards and testing out what they do and trying out different combinations. Kind of, kind of seems very much like, uh, I mean, obviously Pokemon and whatnot, but it seems kind of like Persona as well in that sense. I've never played any of that. Probably. Or like the Shin Megami Tensai series in general, where you're always like making contracts with like demons or monsters and they yeah. become a part of your team and you can use them for abilities instead of playing as them so it seems very similar yeah, like card that. games always kind of scary me turn me off which I ones forced, are, uh, card games oh uh, rpgs with cards in them yeah. so i the forced i forced kingdom myself <laughs> i forced myself through chain of memories just because i love kingdom hearts so much mm-hmm. and, you know what it, it wasn't that bad but uh yeah, i'd rather not mm. so it's but the important thing is and i don't think there's any other game like this it's card based but not turn-based. So you can fire off these cards as fast as you want. They do come out in a random order. So um, then, you know that's exactly a chain of memories. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't turn-based. It was action-based. And, uh... But yeah, cool. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. This is a great franchise that I feel like I'm the only person that played. Well, yeah, I haven't played it, but it seems like something I would really enjoy. I really want to play it now. And what was really cool is there was actually a, um, a data transferability from Lost Kingdoms 1 to Lost Kingdoms 2. Okay. I can't remember it ideally, but I believe in the end of 2, I think the first of the, or your original character is the final boss or something like that. And you could actually, in Lost Kingdoms 2, play against yourself in Lost Kingdom 1 nice. the deck that you used at the end of the game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, huh. the memory Sorry, spoiler alert, a little bit too late <laughs> if I am saying that properly, but it's definitely worth playing. It's definitely, um, if you're really a fan of the series, it's definitely worth playing both, even though the first one is a bit of a struggle to get through compared to the second. Okay, cool. Do you guys have one more? Because you guys are going to, if you guys do, I'm going to oh. pit you guys against each other in a little battle here, and uh, the winner will get to discuss their... I don't, but I'm going to try to cook up something. Yeah, cook up something. Oh, yeah, I can pull one out of my ass. Right, so, I think. This is a little twist on the Metacritic game. 
So according to Metacritic, what is the best and worst new Super Mario Brothers game? The the choices are New Super Mario Brothers for DS, mm -hmm. New Super Mario Brothers for Wii, New Super Mario Brothers 2 for 3DS, and Super Mario Brothers Wii U. So I need a best and worst. I'm saying Wii best, two worst. I'm gonna say two worst, DS best. Right, you're dead on. Ah! DS is the winner with 89%, and the 3DS is the lowest with 78%. Which in my mind good. <laughs> which yeah, which is really good, but in my mind I think the I think the 3DS one is the bomb diggity. And what two? Yeah, I love two. Oh god, no! Oh, the freaking quest for a million coins. Fuck that! It was the only one that actually had a twist to it. It was it was the most original one out of them all. Yeah, but the twist was still terrible. Didn't matter. It, that game has trained me. Before that game, I never really cared about coins, but that game has like literally trained me to pick up every coin that I see now, and I love it for it. Oh god, even like the thing where like if you get a million coins, you're gonna get this like special crazy thing at the end, and that ends up being like. The shitty statue that shows up on the Spoiler tennis Spoiler alert. Whatever, it's been long enough. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, well, Ryan, if you win, so you get to pick one last game. I say let's let both of us do it so I can think of something while Paul he does his. <laughs> I got, I got no, one. you gotta give one. You need to give it away. We only have time for one more. Well, that's a lot of horseshit. Fine. <laughs> Go, Paul. Okay. Oh, God. Um... If I'm going to choose one from my list of whole bunch, uh, I know it was a very, or it seems like a very popular game in this genre, but I, I'm the only person I know that's ever played this game. It's uh, something written by Tim Schafer. It was done by LucasArts, I believe, at the time. And uh, it was one of, it is still one of my favorite point-and-click adventure games of all time. It's called Day of the Tentacle. I see, I see. The whole premise behind the game is these mutated tentacle things that are formed through the sewage from this lab that is in the basement of a high school go in and try to take over the world and go into this like lab in the basement and realize there's a time machine so to save the world three friends have to go to three different eras one stays in the present in the, in the high school the other one goes into the past where i believe it's george washington era and the other one goes into the future like i, th I think it's like a thousand years in the future yeah and things you do in certain eras will affect other things in other eras. And little things like that are amazing. And it okay. just it really you, was a very well put together and thought out game. How can you play it today? It's tough. I think they're coming out with an HD remake oh, of it soon. But to play it before, because it was made for like old Windows, to bring it over to new Windows, I've heard it's like, not impossible, but very hard. Bit, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for... Uh... That last entry. Um, do we have time for fake listener emails? Sure. Yay! Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Um, Polly, do you have any over there? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to rifle through. I mean, it's, it's a lot of hate mail. Oh, one's a coming. lot of hate mail. One's come, one just came in. Um, this is from um, Moosehead. Lagger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he asks, uh, Ryan, if Polly was a video game genre, what genre would he represent and why? Oh, God. And Polly, same for you, but uh, Ryan first. 
Mm. Oh, I think I got mine. Oh dear. You I got yours? mine. Uh, yeah, yeah. RZ would. Because uh, I don't know who the shit this Ryan guy is. Yeah. I, <laughs> the listener, the the Moosehead Lager doesn't know what he's talking about. Of course not. Of course, of course not. If I were to choose a genre for Ryan, and it's not like he plays these games. Yeah, no, no, he doesn't have to play it. It's just what reminds me of him. It's got to be RTS. 100% RTS. <laughs> Ryan playing Warhammer RTS is StarCraft, Warcraft, uh, Red Alert. I play so much of them, but I'm so bad at the <laughs> I'm so bad at those games. I never get better. <laughs> I'm just so bad. And uh, for Polly? Mm. Well, for, maybe me? Huh? If we're going to do you. Oh. <laughs> we all know who you are. What? <laughs> Metroid Federation Force. <laughs> <laughs> You're the center slice of a square cheese pizza. <laughs> Wait, no, that sounds delicious. I'm the center slice of a square cheese pizza. You're Jim Belushi. That's a genre. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> I love that line so much. Polly? Or uh, RZ? Polly is a JRPG. <laughs> he never knows where he is. He forgets everything at yep. any point in time. Uh-huh. It takes him absolutely forever to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is all incredibly accurate. Well, I... Well, good answer. <laughs> yeah. And then what, 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 what about Rusty? What, what should we say about him? Uh, Your doodle jump. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Because you're shallow. <laughs> Next. He's an intro friend, man. Man, that Moosehead Logger sure has some great questions. Oh, yeah. Question, eh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was, uh, he, was, he was great. He was great. Maybe he'll be featured next week. Please, someone, please, someone write in. Anybody will... Yeah, no, no. I got, actually, I got one right here. You're guaranteed to have your answer, your question read out on the next podcast. Oh, yeah, no, no. We'll, we'll read literally anything. So, I like the... But this this username is uh, Licky de Bongo, and he says, "I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of Super Mario Brothers recently, and I've noticed over the past little while that they really haven't done much with the the genre. I mean, it's essentially the same thing over and over and over. Um, has he played Mario Maker? Uh, and yeah, I mean, it doesn't really say anything about that. He just keeps kind of going on and on and saying." You know, when are they going to do something good, like bring Mario to a different genre or anything? And then he mentions over here that he's kind of going off on a tangent. <laughs> and uh, what he wants to know from us is, uh, does Rusty give Rusty trombones? <laughs> I knew I knew you were going there or something like that. But yeah, I don't think he knew he was going there for the Rusty trombones part. I oh no, no, I didn't know that. But a diss to the podcast, like he usually does. But well, is, do you, you give Rusty trombones? Other the the Mirror Brothers question. Is that serious? You know what? Actually, I would. Uh, yeah, I'd be willing to discuss that a little yeah, bit. Well they, well, they just released the newest game, uh, Mario Maker, and it actually turned the. It's actually really. It was new. It was a total new genre. It was. It was a creation tool. Well, it wasn't necessarily a whole new genre. They just. It was. It was they a new style of game. It was four different styles platformer. of gameplay. It was half platformer and half creation. Well, simulator. they offered four different styles of gameplay, and with that, offered a lot of. Um, a lot of creativity for these people to work with and create their own stages. The amount of stuff that I've been watching, because I've been actually watching a lot of uh, 
Mario Maker streams recently just to kind of see what levels are out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of it's really It's not even the levels. It, it, it's the, the creation tool and like the creativity they use to uh, on how to how to how to make the levels with all mm. the different tools, the sound effects, just the whole user inter- interfaces is a uh, yeah is uh, I, is I think is what is is what makes new uh, Mario Brothers in general fresh in 2016. Fair enough. So I have one more uh, letter here <laughs> from. From Samsung McNeckbeard. <laughs> so this is this is a reference to our, uh, our top ten music episode. What the hell are you guys doing? How are you arbitrarily getting a list of songs together? You're far too biased towards Nintendo songs. Uh, you completely ignored entire genres, entire systems, because you just didn't have nostalgic attachment to them. And what upsets me the most is your number one choice is having no- what are you buying? as your number one song. That's not even a song, what is wrong with you people? I'm unsubscribing, you've lost a customer. Well, to... First thing, Samsung. Who the hell are you to determine what art is, what a song is, and what it means to people? You should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. Well, he's a neckbeard. I just, I, I, no, no, this cannot be allowed. I will not take this fascism. Why, why is this allowed? Why'd you give me this email? Yeah, no, no, we, we still stand by our decision as what are you buying? What are you buying? As our number what are you one, selling? our ah. number one song. It is audio, and therefore, it is a song because it's audio. That, that's the worst argument I've ever heard in my life. You didn't, you didn't Thank say, you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you you can find time. us at SoundCloud, iTunes, <laughs> Google Play, and Stitcher. If you haven't subscribed, please, please subscribe. Just please. Please. My children haven't had dinner in three months. My children, they need wine. <laughs> and if you already subscribed, leave a review on iTunes. That was a horrible question. Please. Please write us any questions. We'll take anything, even if it's even if it's just a comment. But write us, and you can reach us at uh, Game and Watch It with Rusty at gmail.com. Um, Twitter? You're, uh, no, no, don't worry about Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, apparently that's not a thing now. Yeah, if you write into us, you are guaranteed to have your question read on the next episode. It doesn't matter how graphic or racist or graphic or racist. I don't know if we'll do the racist thing. No, I'm not going to say it. Bye! Bye!